Like many of you, we battled depression during life's ups and downs. Music has always been the one thing that we could rely on to get us through the tough times that we all face. Follow us on our journey as we discuss the healing power of music, interview bands, break down genres, review band biographies, and more. This is the When Words Fail Music Speaks podcast with Blake Mosley and James Cox. And now, the When Words Fail Music Speaks interview. Hey everybody, welcome to When Words Fail Music Speaks. Uh, my name is Blake. I'm joined today by my co-host James Cox. James, how you doing today, sir? What's up, man? How you doing? Wonderful, wonderful. Uh, we have a special guest on the show today. Um, uh, we have the lead singer and guitarist for the band Lydia Can't Breathe. Uh, this is Kyle, everybody. Buddy Kyle, how you doing? Good. How's everybody doing out there? Awesome. Yeah, Living man. the dream. <laughs> um, so uh, let me just uh, mention a little something about your band here before we get started with our interview. Uh, Lydia Can't Breathe is an American rock band from Central Florida, uh, formed in 2005. It consists of Kyle Bolduck, as we have on the show here today, on lead vocals and guitar, Ryan Cowell on guitar, uh, Josh Runfelt on the drums, and Chad Roundy on the bass. Uh, lead singer Kyle is is widely uh, known amongst Lydia fans for his unique views that are expressed outspokenly in his lyrics. Uh, the band has achieved independent success with the release of their early production and full-length studio album at the bottom of the podium stole, uh, released under Spinet Records. As uh, LCB embraced new fans at home, they set out to experience life on the road. Lydia Can't Breathe has caused mayhem with bands such as Otep, Mushroom Head, uh, New Year's Day, Stolen Babies, Soulfly, Bleeding Through, Born of Osiris, and uh, Scum of the Earth. More recently, they have toured the U.S. with Mushroom Head and Otep in 2013. Awesome. Uh, while promoting their second full-length studio album, Time, all these achievement, uh, achievements have gained them a strong following amongst a diverse group of fans. Uh, the element of variety and level of experimentation with Lydia Can't Breathe's music has made them uh, difficult to classify, but Lydia Can't Breathe, for the most part, has maintained a single style uh, throughout the, their body of work. Uh, we have the absolute honor and pleasure of having uh, Kyle Bolduck on the show today. Kyle, welcome again uh, to the podcast. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you guys. Absolutely. Yeah. What's the weather like in Florida right now? Is it like it's sweltering? beautiful? It's beautiful. It's only like eighty-five today. It's actually uh, oh man, like, yeah. The clouds are out. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like gray out. I would yeah. say. Yeah. But it's like uh, the heat's still there enough to where it's like you could go out in shorts, you know what I mean? So yeah. it was it was a nice day. I actually like mowed my lawn and kind of like chilled and just like wrote guitar and stuff today. So I was stoked. All, all good stuff. All good stuff. Yeah. Uh, so what I'd like to do first of all before we uh, chat with you about your um, adventure in uh, in the music career and being a musician is I'd like to um, give like either or. Like, would you prefer this band over this band as of right now? You know, we're not looking for greater bands because there is no greater band, I, I I think. So, this is like, who would you prefer to listen to as of right now? Okay. 
Okay. So I have, um, this is off at the top of my head, so um, but we, we got the Deftones or we have Incubus. Which one would you rather listen to right now? Mm, you're saying like the album they came out with right now, like their newest no, album. I'm just talking about. Are you just saying if I was gonna put one on right now, what would I listen to? In in general, yes, sir. I'm gonna go with Incubus. Honestly, I like the Deftones. I'm a big Deftones fan, but I like a lot of their older stuff better. Right. But I'd have to say the same thing about Incubus as well. Like. Uh, I like like science, you know. That's like a cl- yeah. that's like the oldest album, but that album was like they had such an edge. Like I can think about how much I like appreciated that album. Uh, but then you got like White Pony and stuff for Deftone, so it's like it's definitely hard. But I yeah. think I would vibe uh, Incubus maybe a little more. Yeah, it's a uh, it's funny you you mentioned White Pony because I ju- I just bought this. It's the twentieth uh, anniversary. <laughs> album. That's funny. It's, man, that's like my 20. favorite album of all time. You know, yeah. all time. Yeah. Okay, so we have a, uh, uh, which is the common common one: Megadeth or Metallica. Mm, I guess I'm gonna go with Metallica. Yeah, it seems like. Yeah, I, I I think that Megadeth is like overall like maybe some of the riffs are better, like more shreddy. Yeah. But the guy's voice is better, I think, you know, Headfield, right? That's Metallica. Yeah, yeah. yeah Headfield. Yeah, I want to say I like his uh, his voice better, and that's what carries me to, you know, want to listen to the song more. Right. So that's why. But, I, I mean, I would take maybe Megadeth's riffs with Metallica's singer. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. That would be yeah. sick. yeah. Okay, so we got... didn't he play with them too? Didn't he play with them? He, did. he was the yeah. first. Yeah. It, he was the first guitarist, and then they let him go to do alcohol abuse or something. Something oh, okay. weird. Yeah. So I got two more for you. Uh, the Great Cannibal Corpse or Six Feet Under. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I guess I'm gonna have to go with Cannibal Corpse because they're the OGs. Yeah. They're be six feet under if it wasn't for Cannibal Corpse. Exactly. Uh, yeah. And they're in, what, Ace Ventura. So, I mean, yes. that kind of yeah. puts him over the, the top. You remember that? Yeah. That's like the most classic scene <laughs> in Ace Ventura. Uh, oh, yeah. And stuff. Yeah. It was definitely sick. Yeah. Nice. Okay, so one more. And this is in the be all question for you. You might have to think about this for a while. Um, Lamb of God or Pantera? Lamb of God. All day. Lamb of God. No, yeah. No brainer. I mean, I like Pantera, but I, I don't know. I'd have to go with the same thing. Uh, I feel like the voice, you know what I mean? I like yeah. Lamb of God's voice better than uh, Pantera's, you know, style of singing. So, I yeah. mean, the riffs are both good in both, and you got to give respect to Dimebag. But, oh, yeah. you know, you know yeah. I want to say that, you know, Vinnie Paul's killing it too, but <laughs> Lamb of God's drummer is like a freak of nature. Like, yeah. you know mean like it's like are you serious is like did he really just do that <laughs> right yeah i i uh i wish chris adler was still in the uh still in lamb of god but i uh idolized him whenever i was learning how to play drums yeah uh, he's a maniac dude oh yeah he did play in megadeth for one album so, yeah that's right okay, I forgot so, about that. so megadeth got him a good, a good drummer only for one album so. nice yeah 
So as um, as Rosalie mentioned, you toured with a, a various amount of bands. Um, you toured with uh, Mushroom Head and and uh, Soulfly and Bleeding Through and Born of Osiris. Uh, which which band which which tour uh, really stood out the most to you? Um, I want to say Mushroom Head taught us the most. Um, we did the longest tours with them as well. We just kind of played like shows with a lot of those other bands, but we, I've done like I want to say like sixty-five, seventy shows from Head. Okay, you know what I mean. Yeah. Got a little bit more equated, a little bit, but it, it's not the same members now. Right. You know what I mean? That it was back uh, in two thousand thirteen or whatever. Right. But that's when we first started touring, and that's like kind of got our feet wet. And they they taught us a lot about the game, like in how to survive on the road. Like uh, they taught me like. They one time they were like basically uh, they were like yo like I I smoke weed all the time and they were like yo like uh, um why do you like try to buy weed in every city we're in and I'm like well I don't want to drive with it like you know what I mean and then uh, the one guy was like just ask for it when you're playing and when you get done playing someone will smoke with you and I've done that kind of ever since then and he's yeah. correct someone smokes with me at every show yeah yeah yes. so Always. i have to thank, yeah thank them for that you know what i mean that was a good one yeah yeah i've um i've actually seen Bushman once and they are crazy because um we have this um in uh, Spartanburg South Carolina well, i'm i'm from Columbia right now okay but, i know yeah, so when when I visited Spartanburg at, at Ground Zero, we did, it's this little little tiny uh, uh, hell hellhole in you know in in like you know out outside of um, in Columbia, and and it's it, it is a very small venue, and some some of the members just used to get on the get on the ceilings and like you know do like turns and twists and everything. And they were crazy live. Awesome yeah, too. they have a huge, yeah, huge uh, production. Yeah. Yeah. For an underground band, they're like, I want to say top notch, probably best production you could get. Yeah. I yeah. mean, not obviously with like bands that are like, you know, Slipknot status or something like that, that are like, you know, playing arenas. But uh, for the for the guys playing, you know, 500,000 person clubs, like right. Mushroom Head is the best production I've seen. Low right. budget. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I don't know if you saw them live, Rosalie, but they have water drums, which is yeah, awesome. water drums. I yeah, got to play drum. those. I got to play them one time. Oh, they oh, nice. Yeah, at the show huh. they let us play it during like the last song or something like that. I forget what song it was, but they let us. Uh, they're basically. Uh, I want to say it was in Michigan at Harpo's, and it was the last tour last day of tour and they invited us up and like a couple of us got to you know just play the drums i don't know if i played them good but i got to play <laughs> and i guess so what they do is just put water on on the drone for like how i'm like uh it's like they put water on it but they have a light that shoots up underneath it as well so it gives you like that blue man uh yeah oh okay. of, all right nice. you know what i'm saying yeah yeah but they definitely like if you've ever been to like if you see how they do the venue like when you get there they like trash bag all the electronics on the ground because yeah. like when they play they know there's just going to be water and stuff everywhere so yeah. it's like yeah. a it's like a production manager's nightmare to have much <laughs> yeah. play your <laughs> it's just like i hope someone doesn't die tonight i hope there's no holes in any of these trash bags and no one catches like <laughs> 
220 to the dome you know what i mean yeah, like right. just yeah so awesome but yeah they're, they're definitely uh it pretty sick uh fun guys you know what i mean to go out with for sure and that yeah. water yeah that's that's bar none like one of the smartest production moves and it's got to be low scale because they just dump like water on it but i know if the water gets low on the drum they do i want to say they have the ability to get more on it and the tour i did the very next tour and i've never played with them again uh they got new drums and skinny was telling me they were like designing them a little differently so maybe i don't know what it is now you know what i mean yeah. but when i was out with them it was like they just put water on the drum and then they'd hit it and the light was underneath it, Ooh, and it looks like, yeah. yeah it looks cool. epic yeah amazing amazing yeah yeah that sounds like a, <clears throat> an absolute blast um, it was good times <laughs> yeah, yeah for sure so uh with with your current lineup that you have uh in lydia can't breathe did you guys like <clears throat> excuse me did you like know each other for a number of years were there auditions involved what's what's the backstory on that uh, the current members, I'm the only original, uh, and I basically, you know, started the band with kids from high school and stuff like that. And, uh, gotcha. no one was really taking it too serious. Um, so I wanted, you know, to upscale and I slowly just found different members, uh, yeah. to fill in, you know what I mean? To take the one spots that I could tell, you know, didn't really want to do this for a career. They just kind of wanted to, you know, get drunk on the weekends and practice every once in a while and i just felt like that was never going to get us anywhere you know what i mean yeah. so basically i started it with like one of my good good friends uh when we were uh little like 14 15 years old me and my friend nick we would skip school and he played drums and then uh we would just practice every day skip school yeah. and practice and then you know, we had my friend Dan, you know, slide in. And then we had another kid, uh, Brett, that played guitar. And then another kid, uh, Jeff. That was like the original lineup when we were all like teenagers. And then right. basically we grew up, uh, switched out the members. I want to say Dan was the last one out of all those members. He was in the band up until like, I want to say... Uh, I want to say like late twenties. I'm like mid thirties now. And that's when yeah. Dan, uh, Dan actually had quit after our last tour uh, we did with mushroom head. That's when he started oh, to come back. Yeah. And work. Yeah. It wasn't nothing bad vibes. I think he was just like, Hey man, you know, we're touring six months out of the year, sometimes more. Yeah. I'm not really yeah. vibing it. I'm sick of living in the van. Like, you know, all this stuff. Yeah. So he kind of like parted ways, but, uh, Josh, has been there almost since day one. That's our drummer now to go yeah. back on who we have now. He's been in for, I want to say, uh, the majority of the band's life, like since it's been serious the whole time, basically. Like he's the one on all the recordings. Uh, Nick did like our first demo. And then after that, it's been Josh ever since. And then Ryan has been in the band for the last five years. And he uh, he's only recorded on the Taste New, and then the material that we're dropping right now. We just dropped a, a music video uh, April twenty sixth called Sheep. Right. Uh, yeah. He's the guitar player on that recording, um, cool. 
and then uh, Shad Roundy has mm-hmm. been in, in the band almost as long as Josh, but he took a two-year break uh, where he went and did some his own project. He did a different band for a couple of years yeah. um, and then came back. Um, and I want to say that he's on uh, the first album and then a, the end of Taste New. And then Sean Gorey was our bass player for the time Shad was gone. Okay. And he, he's actually uh, uh, on Taste New. He recorded a couple songs on that as well. And then uh, our we actually had to, um, Dirk, uh, Dirk uh, Grob, who was in the band for a while, and he's come back and recorded bass on a couple of the CDs. I want to say he recorded Time because that's when we lost Shad and he recorded a couple songs on taste new, I want to say. Um, but he just did it as like a hired gun. Like we just paid him, you know what I mean? To track the bass. Yeah, basically. So awesome. Awesome. So I know when I was a, I was a kid, I used to dream about becoming this, this doing this career, doing that career, like 40 other careers. And I'm 41 and I still don't know what to do with my life. Right. (laughs) So, um, so when you were a child, uh, were, was your dream to always become a musician or did it come later in life? Uh, it's kind of been what I always wanted to do. I'm not going to lie. Like, like I said, I've been, I was skipping school instead of going to school. And my teachers would tell me like, yo, what are you doing? And I'd be like, it doesn't matter. I'm going to play guitar. Like, I don't need to come to your class. I maybe should have stayed in like English and stuff a little longer. You know what I mean? Get- <laughs> get good at writing and stuff but uh yeah i used to just i remember just skipping almost every day and going to practice and then i still got my diploma um but i got from like the alternative school you know what i mean because i got expelled and then uh i would just skip school all the time to where they'd fa you and then i had to go to like adult ed you know what i mean so i kind of always knew though that this is what i wanted to do and i've been playing guitar since i was 12 um i loved music ever since i was a kid i used to jam like acdc with my dad and stuff when i was like seven you know what i mean like ever since i was that age or whatever so yeah man i tell you what acdc are the masters of rock dude you can't get any better than that you know yeah dude they're still kicking too yeah put out an album yeah yeah yeah, and i and I just bought it like like a few weeks ago, and man, I think it's amazing too. So it's still it's kicking. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's kicking ass and taking names, right? Yeah. So um, so I I did a little research on on, on you and um uh, and I and I found out that you are a movie lover, just like me and Bruce here. And what am I? I yes, yes, yeah. love movies. Yeah. And one of my all-time favorite movies was Beetlejuice. Nice. And yeah. I. And I found out that yeah. your name, Lady Can't Breathe, is, is based upon that. Um, yep. can, yeah. Can you tell Brosley and our listeners how that came to be? Because it's awesome. I, yeah, there, we were eating a bunch of mushrooms, me and the guitar player. <laughs> and uh, our goal, though, was we had a show in like a week, right, or something like that. Yeah. And we had to think of a name to play the show they were going to put us on the flyer you know what i mean yeah. and i was like well we'll get together this weekend and we'll just watch a bunch of crazy movies and hopefully we'll you know we'll be tripping nuts and someone will think of a cool band name it'll be like spiritual you know what i'm saying like yeah, yeah. and uh 
we I don't remember what else we watched, but Beetlejuice was in that repertoire. And uh, we were watching it, like, when it comes in, you know, and it's just, like, the little houses. And they keep... Yeah. And we just kept rewinding it and laughing. And we are like, dude, those houses aren't real. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm telling you, those houses aren't real. So we just started laughing, like, profusely. Yeah. And, uh, we kept watching the movie. My guitar player was just laughing for, like, 20 minutes or something. He's like, I can't. I can't breathe. I can't breathe, man. I, I'm telling you, I, I'm, I'm freaking out. And I was like, no, dude. And like Winona Ryder's character was like on the TV or something. And I'm like tripping nuts. And I'm just like, Lydia can't breathe, dog. I was like, that's the name yeah. of the band. That's the, yeah. yeah. That's a yeah. good name, too. We, we just kind of stuck with it. But it's kind of like, if you want to go deep into it, she's like the outcast of society. Right. Yeah. She's trying right. to get everybody to listen to her. Like, hey quit saying Beetlejuice's name, like do this and none of this bad stuff will happen. But right. because she's the outcast, no one's going no, yeah. no one right. to listen. Exactly. And that's how we feel. We play like heavy, aggressive music. And sometimes the message is more there, but because it's so aggressive, sometimes people just think like we're talking about like baby slamming or some craziness or, you know what I'm yeah. saying? And we're right. just like, no, nah, dude, like a positive message in that like you know what i mean yeah. so that's that is so cool that's the uh most interesting answer i've ever heard for where did your band name come from nice i like I it up, dude. Like yeah the top. i um, tried hard i tried hard yeah i love that movie too um actually for our first uh me and my wife's first anniversary we went to new york and went to uh we saw the beetlejuice musical okay and it was How really was interesting dude it was so cool like we yeah. had a blast um and uh i i never thought that they could turn that into a musical but i find myself now listening to the soundtrack uh quite often it's really good it, it yeah was, like, that's really funny fun yeah. Was it like was it like still like kind of raunchy like the movie and stuff? Oh, or yeah. Did they like yeah okay cool yeah they kept true to it. The storyline changes just a, a hair, but yeah. for the most part it's pretty much the same. And then, uh, you know, a lot of the songs are you know made up for the musical, obviously. But yeah, they throw in you know uh, what's the what's it what is it what is the actual song called? It's like banana. Um, oh, oh, I know what you're talking yeah. about. I don't. What the they hell like, it's called? Oh, man, you want to go? Right yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Throw that in there, man. Yeah. 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 And the theme song and everything. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude. Yeah. yeah. Um. So your first release uh, was your uh the Lydia Can't Breathe EP. Yep. Right. Um. And then more recently, uh, you have Sheep and Ups and Downs and everything. Uh. So what? what is your writing style? Has it changed over the years or is it pretty much the same way? How you guys used to write back then? Um, it's actually evolved a lot. Um, yeah. On the first CD, um, like the EP and then the, we go way back to at the bottom of the podium stool. Like that's like 2010. It was collectively like everybody that was in the band was kind of writing. Yeah. And then the second CD was time. And for that CD, it was pretty much like me and Dan, our old guitar player. We wrote like, uh, I want to say like 90% of it, maybe all of it. I want to say between the two of us. And then Taste New, I pretty much wrote almost the whole record because that's kind of when like we were switching members. But I did have 
a guitar player named AJ that played with us for two years before he got on probation. And he wrote, uh, I want to say the guitar riffs to three songs on Taste New, but the rest of them I wrote. And then uh, collectively, um, Shad uh, wrote, um, we kind of wrote Sheep and uh, Ups and Downs as a band. Like Shad brung the riffs to Sheep. Uh, that's our latest single. He brought them to practice, and then uh, it was a little heavier than what it is now. Right. And we kind of, like, dissected it and kind of produced it a little bit at practice. And then we brought it to uh, Andy Karpovic and uh, Andrew Wade up at the Audio Compound. And they've worked with bands like A Day to Remember, like Attila. And so that was the first time on ups and downs and sheep that we had worked with like a big name producer, right. you know what yeah. I mean? They kind of like you go in there and they like, if they want to, they want you to change the song. There's no, yeah. like, they're not your friend about it. It's about, Hey, we're all looking at this. How are we all going to go in here and succeed? You right. know what I mean? So we brung them ups and downs and sheep and they really didn't make uh, many changes. I want to say hardly any, there was like a couple, uh, uh, there's a little uh, slow part um, that they, uh, you know, had suggested in ups and downs. And then there's the breakdown um, where I was saying, like, I want to say, like, say 40 words. And we we dumbed it down to like 15 because he wanted me to hold out screams. You know what I mean? So he was like, if you're holding out the scream, you got to figure out a way to, you know, still say your message but you have to do it in 15 words instead of 40. So that was like a little, you know, production thing that we did. And uh, I think that they're the best two songs we've ever done, to be perfectly honest. Like, uh, just because we had that last little bit of input, you know, to kick our ass on. And then the production quality of what they do up at that studio is like bar none. It's like industry standard. They're working with a bunch of big labels and stuff. So... Yeah, you know what I mean. You you don't get that type of product sometimes, you know, uh, from someone who doesn't do your genre or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's it's cool because I hear stories about that a lot, and it's it, it's like a it becomes a challenge, kind of like a personal challenge whenever you're writing music to when you work with people who have dissected songs or they know what it takes to have a hit song or they just have so much experience with uh whatever the the tracking um style and uh writing lyrics and things like that um so it's cool to learn a little bit from everybody that you work with and you kind of take just like a piece of it with every uh with every new song yeah i yeah yeah, i agree with that completely like i feel like the way i write now Mm -hmm. like those two songs we recorded three years ago and then we recorded 13 more with them yeah um and when I started bringing back material after those songs and even what I'm writing today, now I have the little bit of tools, like you're saying, that they kind of, you know, coached us through on these songs. And it is like a, a personal challenge for me as a yeah. writer to just go in there and have him be like, yo, this is great. Mm-hmm. We're not going to change anything. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Like, you don't need to go home and work on that at all. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And he said that. You know, on the uh, 13 we have coming, I want to say there's like seven or eight songs that they really didn't do much to. But then there is, you know, five or six to where 
we like, he's like, we need to go back to the drawing board with these. And we had to, you know, we kept like a chorus, but then we had to go rewrite a verse or, you know what I mean? They would be like, Hey, this, this riff's good. Or just this intro, you need to go write this whole song over again, like type stuff. You know what I mean? So that was definitely like, it's a bumming feeling when you've worked on a song and you feel great about it. And then you bring it to some guy and he's like, yo, uh, yeah, this sucks. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> You're just like, no, yeah. it's crazy. Having to chop it up and basically redo the whole thing. Yeah, you got to re-fall in love with it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Sometimes it's hard to do because your first idea is probably better than what you what you rewrote it for, you know? A hundred percent. A hundred percent, yeah. They were definitely adamant about that as well. Like, if, like, we were wrote some stuff in the studio and they were like, yo, you're just going to go in there and freestyle and then we're going to get whatever we get in four or five takes because that's going to be your most, like you're saying, your most real, your most unrehearsed. Like, you know what I mean? They wanted that vibe that you're talking about. So I was like, okay, you know what I mean? And I think that some of those songs, uh, they turned out to be the best. There was one I wrote in the studio, and I was just like, dude, that's going to suck. Like, you know what I mean? Like. And then we got back and listened to it, and it was like a bunch of people's like favorite song. And I was oh, like, dude, I literally, I wrote that like today, like, you know, like right, yeah. like five minutes ago, I wrote this song. Yeah, yeah. I wish I could do them all like that. You know, yeah. you know, let me just drink a beer, and I'm gonna go uh, go over here and write this hit record again. You know what I'm saying? That's right, right. Well, I've been listening to um, uh, Krista makes a podcast, the singer from Less Than Jake, and yeah singers on all the time and or just members of different bands and they go over you know they dissect their most popular songs and it's funny how many times they say this song almost didn't even end up on the album like everybody hated it we all had hated the idea of putting it on there it just wasn't popular and then you know just as a risk just threw it on and it ends up being their most popular song you know yeah it's crazy how that happens yeah but it's like sometimes you're not as you're so attached to your art that the songs you worked longer on you feel like are going to do better you know what i'm saying and then you actually that vibe sometimes or that riff or the way that everything came together ends up being your best product you know what i'm saying it's crazy it's like playing the lottery is what i say oh yeah (laughs) big time yeah you never know you know yeah uh one of my favorite things about um, being so in, in, into music and uh, and musicians is the way that they create their logos. Um, your logo is very interesting to me because it re- it reminisces to me about it, it looks like to me like y'all were a big fan of some some death metal bands because it does look like a death metal logo, you know, with all the with all the zombie veins coming out of it. Um, so. Uh, so who designed the logo and 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 was that your intention to bring out the like the like the like the metal side of it? Yeah, we used to have a different one, and it was actually the, the, both the designs we have uh, were Dirk Grob, the one of our guitar players, the kid that I told you I hired, um, you know, to come track on some of the CDs, but he just came and tracked basically, and he was a, one of the writers in a part of uh, at the bottom of the podium stool, right? Um, but yeah, we have the one logo that you're talking about. And then I actually, I got this one. This is our original one. I got it tatted on me. I don't know if you can see oh, it. Oh, yeah. Nice, yeah. So that one's like more of like a square. Right. You know what I mean? Right. 
But then we had uh, um, the one that he made, and we we're like, "Yo, make it a little more metal." And we even were like, "Yo, make it like kind of like the death metal bands, right?" But yeah. Don't make it to where you can't read it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I, I was just like, I don't even get some. It's like a game to them. They're like, yeah. "Yo, you can't understand my lyrics, so I don't want you to know my band's name." And I'm just like, "Yeah." How are you marketing to anybody? Like who? Who knows what's going on here? Like even right. Cannibal Corpse, like I can read yeah. your shirt right now. Yeah, like you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. What's the difference? It's like they took the Cannibal Corpse and just like made everything drippy blurs and it's right. not even a letter which, anymore. Which is what yeah. they're about, you know? Because they're because like, they're all about like blood zombies and other like. But but you're right because um like uh like uh I, um oh who was that band um yeah but you're right you like uh like Six Feet Under. I can barely read their read their logo. I know it's six feet under because of Chris Barnes. Yeah, but I'm like, I can't read your logo, man. <laughs> yeah, it's do better, you know? yeah, yeah. But yeah, I really like your logo hard. because one, because you can read it. Two, it resembles death metal because so, so I know you like all kinds of music. You know? yeah. So yeah, and that's the best thing to be is is to be open to everything. You know. Yeah, we try to be like that. We want, you know what I mean? I listen to all kinds of stuff. Like, I grew up, like, you know, listening to, like, old 80s rock and stuff. But I also, like, respect bands, like, Between the Barry to me. Uh, you know, and uh, I was a big, like I said, ACDC fan. Like, uh, and then I got into Slipknot, you know, like, Slipknot, System yeah. and stuff like that. You know what I mean? But I, I just thought, like... I love, you know, some death metal and stuff like that. But when you can't, I played with so many bands because we're metal and I literally, I can't read their name. And to me, that's just like, I'm like, dude, I got to say this band's name. Like, you know, like it's like my turn to play and there's like four bands on the bill. And like, I got to say this band's name. And if I don't go up and ask like a member, like I'm not, I don't know what the hell I'm going to say. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yo, like, I don't know what it is either. And I'm just like, who knows what it is? Right. Who knows? Like you know what I'm saying? Like I, like it's you crazy. could say, yeah. Well, we got these guys coming up next. I don't know who they are, but here you know. You yeah, these, yeah. Guys, right. <laughs> these guys, these guys with the logo. Yeah, yeah. Have you guys seen the meme of the? Uh, it's like all the little strings off the orange slices, like on a plate, and it looks like a death metal logo, or like the leather seats that is like worn out. I've seen the leather split. seat one. Yeah. yeah. Um, so as we mentioned in the intro, and it's funny that you picked uh Incubus over um Deftones because Incubus I, I put in the same category too, where you it's hard to like nail down the genre, uh, especially yeah. whenever Incubus was first getting big. It, yeah, they were really knew how to classify them. Yeah, they were heavier, I feel like, on science and stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah, they were. But like I opened up for them too, and I've played with the Incubus, no so that was like, uh, yeah, I mean, it was at a festival. There was like yeah. thirty bands, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But uh, yeah, we definitely played, uh, opened up for Incubus, and uh, I just respect their talent and the singer. But like I said, it's hard to go who I would pick more over them in the Deftones. I was just saying, like, I think yeah. I like Science out of all the records that both of them put out more yeah. than. And that's because of that edge they had. Yeah. And some of their newer stuff, they, they kind of lost it and went a little bit more trippy sounding, yeah. I want to say. Right? Yeah. But, I mean, I still vibe with them. But uh, 
both of those bands in general, like I like, and I have, you know what I mean? I have CDs for both of them uh, yeah. when people bought CDs or whatever. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I definitely think that they kind of both like uh, towards their later releases, like their music got more avant-garde and more like listening to like yeah. you just listen to it when you're like doing something more than like i felt like it had like a deep message and like their 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 original stuff i felt like chino was writing you know deeper stuff and yeah. i understood more of what the song was going for uh rather than their new stuff but again i probably haven't listened to either bands i listened to incubus more recently because i was like oh we're opening up for them if I run into one of the guys, I don't want them to be like, what'd you think of the new CD? And I'm yeah. like, Ehh. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah. Well, what do you, what do you believe that Lydia can't breathe's like genre would be? If you, if you could describe it as anything, what, what do you feel like is most appropriate? I think we're multi-genre hard rock. That's okay. what I would have to say is because if you listen to our whole catalog, we got reggae parts, we got classical guitar parts we have yeah. like this guitar solos but we always fall back you know i mean we do like uh rap core almost like you know yeah. what i mean I, I do hip-hop to some of it um but i i want to say that we always go back to that hard rock feel there's never really a song where we don't like bust a scream so and that's because when we originally song. started we were more like yeah avant-garde straight screaming we were yeah. never going to be singing. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? We were just tough. <laughs> yeah. And then we evolved. We all, you know, grew up and wanted the music, I think, to mean more to people. Yeah. Uh, so we started writing about different stuff. But we always kept that original soul of, yeah. you know, the heavy rocker, you know what I mean? Like type of, not like death metal, but always like metal. But we had death metal parts. Yeah. Like if you look back and listen to some of the songs, there's death metal breakdowns in them and all yeah. kinds of. So that's why I say we could kind of do whatever we want, but I feel like people don't want that many different genres on one CD sometimes. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. And we just did an episode on bands transitioning from metalcore to more of the uh, the butt rock uh sound and yeah played on the radio a lot more and and uh it, it you know people knock it to begin with but if you think about it it's just these guys are growing up and uh they're wanting to appeal to more of a wider audience they want to make it a career and it's yeah it's, yeah any career yeah any industry it's not selling out everybody yeah. that's working their job right now wants a pay raise oh, right <laughs> yeah yeah don't want to listen to their boss to yep. get it exactly. but they're willing to do it for the money but yeah. you don't see us making fun of doctors right now or anybody yeah. like you know what i'm saying we're like oh nope that guy was sold out he right, went right. to school for a long time and uh passed all those <laughs> tests and he's making more money than everybody what a piece of shit. you yeah. know what I mean? like that. <laughs> like, right. it's just our our field that people yeah. are like that guy's he just made a hit record. They suck. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's Yeah. It's like no, when no one was listening to my music, I sucked. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. like And you can't write the song the same songs over and over and over. Nah. I mean, yeah. You're not challenging yourself as a songwriter. Right. 100%. Yeah. Cool. 
So, um, I was looking on on your YouTube channel, and you have two videos out right now, um, which is Sheep and Libra. Um, yep. So when you when you decide to do a video for a song, uh, do you have an idea of what the video is going to look like before you uh, go to the director and say, you know, we got an idea, or or like you sit down with the director and he kind of helps you all out a little bit? I want to say a little bit of uh, both. Uh, our director and producer was uh, Marlon Sorrentino for both of those. And we had Brandon Paredes uh, come in and he did a lot of the shooting. Um, he like filmed, you know, was like the camera guy. Right. And I want to say that like I had many meetings with both of them about this is what I want, but what can we pull off with our budget that isn't going to look like because if we try to make an X-Man movie, we couldn't do it. You'd be like, hey, what's going on? Like, he's hitting the guy with a plastic sword and there's no effects. Like, so we, if, if, if I come to them and I'm like, hey, I want to do that, they're kind of like, well, you can't really do an X-Men movie. So we could do this, this, <laughs> and this. I mean, right. For your, unless you got like, you know, an extra $3 million, Kyle, like, we're not going to be able yeah. to pull that off. So exactly. we kind know thinking like uh you know hey this is the idea we're gonna do and then we kind of start drawing up like a storyboard of what type of shots we're gonna do and then uh then we start you know building out a schedule like okay is kyle just gonna be shooting this uh for sheep i was the only one who had to do some of the scenes uh so have to come those days but then other days they would come and then we kind of like we had kids in sheep masks for the sheep video and we kind of you know thought about what we were going to do and then we were only going to have like one person wear it and then we were like going to have it specially made and then we started you know looking into it and we're like you know what maybe we should just get a bunch of cheap cheesy ones but we'll have a bunch of people wearing them and it'll actually be more spooky you know right right and we online and we found that we originally were going to like make a mask out of rubber for like 500 bucks and then we ended up you know we had a certain budget for the video and everyone was like yo you want to spend 500 bucks of our budget on these mat on this mask like i was like well let's look fine and see what we can find and we actually found one that looked creepier and it was just like uh you've seen it if you watch the video it's like just like that little crappy you know tie on the back type i don't know what is it like plastic rubber yeah Halloween mask, yeah. Yes, yeah, so took that and we just spray painted a couple of them black. Yeah, and we had other ones that were white, and I got like three hundred of them for like a yeah. hundred bucks or something. You know what I'm saying? It was like, yeah, yeah. We, I still have some. You know what I mean? Because we had so <laughs> we got to give one to all the kids and everyone that like came out to the video. Yeah, like we, you know, for coming out for the day and stuff like that, and then. We gave them all a signed mask, you know what I mean, when they left and stuff. So, yeah, yeah that that's just a, I guess, a window into it. But, yes, I definitely am like, here's my idea, what is possible. And then we have, like, two or three meetings easily, you know, to yeah. drop, hey, this is what we can do. You know what I mean? This is what we can't do. Or, and then we go forward on that. And then still, sometimes you get to the shoot that day and, like, we had it scheduled that we were going to do like a bunch of red, uh, 
red blinking lights and all that. But we ended up that day, like we programmed lights for like a month. And then that day it wouldn't work. So then we were at the studio. So I had to rent lights anyway from the studio. And then my buddy had to sit there and flick it like on and off, like manually because the program, you so you just have to roll with the punches. We rented that facility for that day and it was like 150 bucks an hour. So it was like the minute we started having problems, you're, everyone's just looking at each other like, right. holy shit, we're eating. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. I remember every hour passed and like I just was like, hold on. I feel like I'm going to throw up again. This is crazy. We're up to 500 bucks now. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. Kept right. going up. It was yeah. like, I think we got up to like, we were there for like eight hours or some crazy yeah. shit. It was crazy. Yeah. And that's how it always dude like you, you you can prepare all day long but like when it's crunch time it's gonna something's gonna happen there no matter what no matter where yeah. you're at. yeah it's got to figure out how to adapt and overcome right yeah persevere um, which speaking of the sheep video uh it only you know it debuted only two weeks ago but it's already at 134 thousand views on youtube that's awesome yeah dude we're stoked on that we uh shauna the one who uh linked us up with you guys actually uh She's our uh, publicist, and uh, yeah, her, and then uh, we got a couple other people on the team. Marlon, uh, he's a you know uh, a social media networker or something like that. He knows a bunch of uh, I forget what they're called right now. It's like tastemakers, or you know what I'm saying? What yeah. are they called? People that like they can they post and they have like a bunch of followers or something like that. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So we have a lot of people that are on the team, including you guys that are you know, helping us share it right now. I want to say this is like the 15th interview I've done in the last two weeks. Yeah, we're getting the name out there and we're kind of, you know, just been writing since COVID in the last year or so. So we've not been on hiatus. We've yeah. always been working, but we kind of haven't, you know, we didn't have a publicist hired. Um, we didn't have anything going on. And then we were like, okay, we're about to do this. Let's hire this. We got a radio guy, uh, Steve Nathan. Uh, you know what I mean? Like I said, we got Shauna, Marlon. We got yep. Brandon on the team. We started working with uh, Andrew and Angie, and everybody's got their own connections in the industry. And I feel like all those powers combined with our creativity level being the best it's been, you know what I mean? I uh, I feel like, yeah, we're taking off right now. Like, I feel good about it. And the video quality is, uh, I want to say, the best video quality we've probably ever done. You know what I mean? So full circle, uh, super proud uh, that everything's working out for us right now. You yeah. know what I mean? So, so all in all, did you expect uh, 134,000 views on that one YouTube um, video? Or, like, was it like a, like a gentle shock? everybody i was i was actually surprised because the most we've ever hit is i want to say 80 or like seventy five thousand. right and they like it's like funny because they come out and they go like up 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 and then all of a sudden it'll just like climax and then you get like three views a day or something you know what i'm saying like, yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah it was like for this i know right now like everyone's shooting it out there but the way i see it is it's kind of like a, a paper airplane and the yeah. higher up you throw it and the more wind you put behind it, the further it's going to go right. before, right. you know what I mean? Cause even now, like you could go listen to an old Tupac song and it's still getting more views 
than what it did. Yeah. I'm saying the day they put yeah. it on YouTube, it probably got the most views it's gotten. Like, you know what I mean? And yeah. then it starts to slowly dissipate, slowly. Yeah. But you get something that goes gold or something that lives on forever, and it's like I might go check out a Slipknot's YouTube video today that I've already watched 10 times. Right. And it's moving slower than it is today, but it's still picking up 100,000 views a day because it's legendary. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, so for sure. It's we'll awful. see where this one tapers off. It hasn't really slowed down yet. Yeah. But uh, we're hoping to get it to a million. You know what I mean? That would be like, that's the next goal for us. Like 100,000 was like, we were like, we must do that because we hit yeah. 75 last yes. time. So, yeah. you know what I mean? Pulled everything out of the woodwork, you know, yeah. Instagram, Facebook messaged everybody we know. Like, you know what I mean? Try to get in touch with people like yourselves um, just so that way your community knows about it. You know what yeah. I mean? Make sure that uh, people are aware. And yes. I think it's good quality too. And my buddy told me that yeah, the yes. algorithm on YouTube uh, the better quality it is, the more YouTube pushes it for you. As the, you get what I'm saying? Does that make sense or something? Oh yeah. Absolutely. So I want to. Yeah, our old videos maybe weren't as good quality, so maybe that's why they died out faster, and it was harder, you know, for us to get it on certain channels and stuff like that. So yeah. super, super proud. I can't express it enough. You know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. stoked. And it's a great music video too. And for me, I've always been a fan of music videos. I remember, you know, back in the day, you the video premiere by a band was a big deal and it was something you looked forward to and you would talk with your friends about it and then you'd watch it and call them up. Hey, did you watch premiere? Oh, that's awesome. I can't wait to see it again. Oh, when will it come on again? Oh, I don't know. And this is, you know, before the days of YouTube and it was just yeah. fingertips. So um, I really appreciate music videos and I love when people still put effort into yes. making music videos, even yeah. though they are so easily accessible now. Yeah, so I could have just ate a bag of Cheetos during it, you know. I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And who knows, that could have taken off. And, yeah, it might have been the know. most viral one, you know. What I mean? <laughs> the internet is crazy, man. Like It's, it's crazy, it's, yeah. But it's it's a good thing for a lot of bands that, um, you know, it, it, it used to be a lot harder to get your music out back in the day. Yeah, there's advantages and disadvantages. Right. Yeah, it's it's a it's a really useful tool. I think it can do a lot of good for exposure and um, really getting a band's name out there. Uh, and just all it takes, it, like you said earlier, it's a gamble. It's you know all it takes is the right person to come across one song that they're interested in, and they just happen to be a record producer, and they're like, "I, I got to get get these guys these guys in here." Right, and yeah. Yeah, it's just it's a it's a really cool thing, a really nice, useful tool. I can so. I I can still remember to the day me coming home from high school and going straight to the TV, turning on yeah. like like a music video, and my mom asking me, it, "Did you know? Did you do your homework?" I'm like, "No, Slayer's on. Come on now, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Slayer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, Tom Araya's on. You know, I've been at school all day already. Like, get out of here. Yeah, dude, I don't want to do homework." matter with your yeah. mom you know yeah uh, the word. yeah yeah dude slayer is tough you know so um we do have one more uh question for you and um if you ever listen to our podcast which you said you did before yeah um the last question that i always like to like to hear what um you have to say is what song can you think of right now off the uh, top of your head 
that you can listen to and it means so much to you. You can't explain it to me or Brosley or your mom or your dad or anybody else. Um, I'm going to have to go with Queen Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's a good one. Awesome. Yeah. It's got so much emotion to it. Like, you know what I'm saying? It really does. Yeah. And I don't know if Freddie Mercury's exact meaning about it, but it just like, you know what I mean? Some of the words in there just hit you like, you know what I mean? They like make you cringe. And then I feel like yeah. whenever it comes on, like everybody sings it and just starts having like a better time. You know what I mean? You're like, oh, everything yeah, sucks. And then it's just like, every way the wind blows. You know what I mean? And then everyone's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> like everyone just singing whether they can sing or not. You know what I mean? Right. Like, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's it, awesome. Yeah, that's a great one because you don't pay attention. I mean, I've, I've heard the song a billion times, you know, yeah. and you know, I heard it a lot when I was uh, younger and just kind of stays with you. But the lyrics are really sad. Um, oh yeah, if you it's really so pay deep, attention dude. to yeah, it. Yeah, so deep. Oh, yeah, did you see the movie? I yes, I did. Oh man, the movie was really good, dude. I thought the actor did a great job. Like, yeah, I thought yeah. yeah, they're supposed to make a kiss one. Nice. That same really. Yeah, yeah. And I, I thought that would be cool. You know what I mean? Because they have yeah. a pretty epic story as well. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? So, yeah. But yeah, that movie was kick ass, dude. Yeah, it was definitely sure. like sad that you got to see the the torment that he went through and stuff. You know what I mean? To create yeah. that emotion in his music. But he was kind of like a pretentious asshole as well sometimes. <laughs> so. Yeah, and you know, but it, yeah, that's the uh, watching someone go through something as as tough as what he did. You know, uh, he brought a lot of good music out of it. And uh, I, I hate to say it, but sometimes it takes those tough moments to bring out the best music possible you know yeah Someone because you're very creative so deep and emotionally tied into it that it was it you felt it and then if you've ever felt that low in yeah. music thing that that brings you up when you hear that emotion and that pain in his voice it just like gravitates us towards it as creatures i believe you know what yeah. i mean yeah so, uh, Kyle, we do appreciate you coming on. Um, we we want you to come back whenever you uh, um, go out there and, and uh, perform for the fans live because I know we're all dying for that to happen again. Yes, um, I can't wait, dude. Yeah, dude. So, but for our listeners, um, you can uh, go um, go to uh, com to see all the information there. Instagram yep. and Facebook at Lydia Can't Breathe. And they're on Twitter at LCB Music. Right? Yep. Okay. Yep. Hundred percent. And are we on TikTok yet, or we're not doing TikTok? We're on TikTok. Lydia can't breathe, but I'm pretty much a slacker. There's only like three. <laughs> but there, you can go there and check out the three videos that are on there. I think one's like my kid with like fire eyes, like running around. Oh, nice. Our- <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. That seems to be the general response for like whenever we ask people, you know, are you guys on TikTok? Like, we are, yeah, but, yeah, no. right, yeah, I but I don't want to be. How about that? I don't want to be on TikTok. Yeah. I have like people, like my friends and my manager people that are like, yo, yeah, you know, what I mean? like you should get on TikTok. You know what I mean? So that's the only thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. I definitely. Yeah, I heard TikTok really, really blown up for bands and musicians and yeah, everybody. Yeah, if you got like video like a viral video or something like that or you're like playing guitar and like looping it or something like yeah right yeah people got millions of views and that stuff's all 
intertwined with the distro um the distribution and everything to where like as your music's getting played on those platforms you are getting fractions of a penny for it so yeah, it right. can it can be lucrative you know what i mean so hey yeah. I, I think you can't even really rinse up nowadays you know because it yeah. kills you yeah, I, I, it's like you gotta get like 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 12 million views on youtube just get the dollar yeah it's so crazy yeah yeah so, yeah. Oh, well, Kyle, thanks again, man. This this yeah. has been this has been awesome. Yeah, man. I greatly appreciate you guys having me, man. Respect, dude. Um, I guess you know what I mean. Whenever you guys, I can let you guys know. You know what I mean. We got releases coming every eight to sixteen weeks. Oh yeah. We're just yeah. We're gonna be doing singles. So I mean, you know what I mean. We're gonna definitely be pumping stuff out, being in everybody's face. Uh, hopefully the sheep video doesn't die down. But if it does, we're gonna have another one coming right oh, after. Yeah. You know? Awesome. So, all right. So, uh, yeah. Um, I, oh, oh, so I will. Um, this uh, this interview will come out in a couple of weeks, probably. Probably in the next week. But we will contact China and and we'll get a hold of you and and, and tell you beforehand. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Send, send me the link. Uh, whenever you guys are gonna do it, that's what I've been doing with everybody. Is like kind of trying to share it on all of our socials. Right. You know. In that way, uh, people can find it uh, in our realm as well, because they, you know, they'll be interested in wanting to see it. I think as well. You know what I mean? Cool, man. So. Cool, man. Thank you so much again. Appreciate it. Hell yeah! Thank you guys. Have a good night, man. Thank you. Too. All right, bye.